Jim Callis, senior writer for MLB Pipeline, MLB.com, is going to join us now to talk about a wide variety of things. Jim, I always appreciate your time. Thank you for doing this. Um, Let's start with Tennessee. I mean, look, a lot of people thought this was their year. But look, baseball comes down. You know, if the Dodgers are the best team in, in, in the MLB, they can lose a series. But did this surprise you, Tennessee, going down to Notre Dame? Not... Not, I mean, yes and no, I guess I should say. And you're right. I mean, I think it was, what, the Pirates, who have one of the worst teams of baseball, swept the Dodgers a couple weekends ago. And, um, you know, but baseball in the three-game series, anything can happen. You know, I talked to a lot of people, a lot of scouts, a lot of people in baseball who who had seen the the Fighting Irish. And, I mean, I think a lot of people thought the Fighting Irish deserved to be seated this year um, and not just necessarily at 16. They've kind of been under – I think, uh, rewarded by the committee the last two years. I mean, last year they won a regional and then lost a super to Mississippi State before Mississippi State won the title. And and I thought the Fighting Irish would play Tennessee tough, but I I thought Tennessee would win because they have the best team in in, in college baseball and were on that list of, you know, they'd be in discussion of the best teams of all time if they'd won the national title. But, you know, anything can happen in a short short series. They kind of ambushed Blade Tidwell. Uh, in the first game, hit four homers in the first four innings, got off to a big lead and, and, and held on. You know, got shut down by by uh, you know Dollander, who has a chance to be number one pick next year for Tennessee uh, in the second game. But in the third game, you know, I mean, Tennessee was kind of cruising along, had the lead, and then you know, bam, Notre Dame hit a couple home runs in the seventh inning, and and Tennessee made a big uh, error that cost them three runs in the eighth, and that was that. I mean, it you know, this Notre Dame team is a good team, so. So, yeah, I think the, the, it is kind of a shock that Tennessee, you know, which had a great lineup, great pitching staff, great bullpen, great defense. You know, like I said, you, you could have made a case best team ever. I, I know I, I want to say going into that, turn, that, that Super Regional, Steve, I think they had hit as many home runs as they had allowed earned runs all year, which wow. is insane. Um, but I also think this isn't um, – you know, necessarily like Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson either. That, that Notre Dame team is a very good team. You know, I think we're seeing this year with COVID, you know, and its effect on rosters and, and, and guys sticking around longer. You know, I, I believe the entire Notre Dame starting lineup, except for their third baseman, Jack Brannigan, all those guys have graduated. I mean, it's, it's an older, experienced team, and it's a really good team. So, so yeah, I, <laughs> that was maybe a longer answer you bargained for, Steve. Yes, I was surprised Tennessee lost. Um, and it is an upset, but this isn't like a huge out-of-nowhere shock because that Notre Dame team is a pretty good team. You know, a couple of SEC teams that I think, you know, look at Arkansas. I mean, last year, not quite Tennessee territory, but a lot of people thought Arkansas might have been the team to beat. They lose a Super Regional at home, don't go to Omaha. This year they struggled down the stretch, had to go on the road, and they're going to Omaha. And look at Ole Miss. I mean, they barely the make the tournament. Is. Yes, and they, they shut Southern Miss out twice in a row. Go figure, right? Yeah, you know, Dylan Delush is really pitching well for Ole Miss. And, yeah, Arkansas, you know, I think what hurt Arkansas, you know, in the Super Regional again. I mean, you're right. I mean, I think they've been number one like 12 or 13 weeks in a row before they lost to NC State. And, you know, it hurt them to some degree that Peyton Paulette who is, was the best pitching prospect on last year's team. He's part of this year's draft. Well, uh, and it hasn't pitched all year this year because he, he wanted to have Tom John surgery, but he was hurt and he didn't pitch in the in the Super Regional, and they, and they lost on a ninth-inning home run in the final game. And it's like, I, I think the takeaway, too, is if you get through a regional, 
you can't really do that with mirrors. Like like any team that gets to the Super Regionals in a good position to win, regardless of who they're faced up against. I mean, even look at Connecticut, which I thought – I always tell people, I thought the Irish would play Tennessee tough, not necessarily win. But I thought Stanford had the easiest path by playing Connecticut, and Connecticut went out and just crushed them in the first game. Um and you know, and then held on, you know, big ninth inning comeback. And, you know, and they'll play. You know, Connecticut, and Stanford are playing the third game today. So he goes to the finals. But uh, but no, you're right. And you know, and that Ole Miss team it kind of reminds me. You remember 2019? You know, Michigan was one of the last teams to really get into the tournament. Yeah. And they almost won the national title. And you know, it's going to be. I mean, even you know the A and M team. You know, speaking of another SEC team that that made it to Omaha. Like that's not like a team loaded with pro prospects. They just are, are playing really well right now. Um, you know, it, it, I think you have a number of teams that are older um, that are doing well. You know, and again, you know, Virginia Tech had one of the best teams. They, you know, probably the best team in school history. And Oklahoma went in there and and won the regional. Um, you know, it's just it's you know, any, I think anybody who gets to a, gets to a super regional. Yeah, you can't count them out because it, you know it's hard enough to get through a regional, and you know we've you know as we've seen you know every they made a big deal and they talk about a lot in ESPN they should, you know since they started seeding teams you know at least the top seeds going back to 1999, the first year Miami won the national title as the number one overall seed, and nobody has won the national title as the number one overall seed since, since and that's yeah 23 years I guess. Um, for those who don't know, uh, the MLB Draft Combine is coming up. So if fans don't know about that, Jim, talk about that event a little bit. Yeah, you know, it starts, I mean, it technically starts today, although I think it's more people are arriving in San Diego. But all week it'll be at, um, at Petco Park in San Diego. Well, there will, you know, the main event is there's a pro-style workout on June 17th. There'll be guys BP, throwing bullpens, taking infield, doing some running. And MLB Network will broadcast that for six and a half hours on Friday from noon to 6.30 Eastern. And then the day before that, while they're doing some strength and performance assessments, uh, MLB Network will also broadcast for three hours. But, you know, it's the physical stuff. There's some games involving high school players. I think everybody last year thought when they did the first combine, the, the biggest – the best part of the combine really was was interviewing and being able to to meet with as many players as you could in, in a short setting. Um, there's classes on kind of educating people about professional careers in, in baseball, what that entails, social media branding. You, if you consent to do a, a physical exam, then you're guaranteed 75% of your slot value, uh, your assigned pick value in the draft, in case something pops up, you know, in, in the post draft physical. Uh, so there's a lot going on. Um, you know, it, it'll, it'll be interesting. I know last time I checked, and it's a little – the number changes a little bit because some of these guys advanced the College World Series, but, but there should be more than 250 players at the Combine, including 139 members when we last counted of our draft top 200 and 20 of the top 30 guys on that list. Jim, let me end with this. I know Sterling Thompson of Florida is going to be there. I think Barco is going to be there too. But uh, as you look at the draft today – which could certainly change, you know, and and when it comes up next month, is this a high school heavy top of the draft? How do you see this? I would say hitter heavy, just because of all the pitchers who were hurt both at college and high school this year. The last couple times I've done mock drafts, I've had, I think, twelve hitters at the top uh, of, of both my last two mock drafts, which has never happened in draft history. But, you know, the, the top four guys on our list are high school position players. Um, but I also think the college, you know, crop of potential first-round bats 
is deeper than usual. So you're going to see in that first round a lot of hitters. I, I think Sterling Thompson has a good chance to factor into that first round, but there will be a lot of hitters that go in the first round of the draft. Jim, where can people see your work? Um, it's at MLB.com, MLBpipeline.com. I, I usually try to tweet about what I'm doing, what we're doing, uh, at Twitter at Jim Callis MLB, and, and I always uh, plug it by saying you know, all of our stuff's free, all of our scouting reports, rankings, videos, None of it's behind a paywall. I mean, obviously, for MLB.com, we're trying to promote the game of baseball. But uh, you don't need a subscription. You can check out everything we're doing for free. Yeah, that, that's a great thing about it. Jim, I always appreciate your time. I know you're going get, to get out there and do a lot of work. And as the draft gets a little bit closer, we'll get you back on. Always appreciate your time. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Jim. Jim Callis from MLB Pipeline, MLB.com.